Right. Hello, my name is Jake Kerr. This is a Black Ink podcast, and this is episode number 20. Now, I've just got my Tranquility incense burning. I've just reset up all my uh, my little area here. I'm coming in hot. It's like quarter to eight in the morning on Tuesday, so I'll be releasing this tomorrow on Wednesday, and I'm feeling fucking good. Because on this 20th episode, I wasn't quite sure what to talk about, and it's not that 20 is even that impressive, but it's just... It's kind of like a cool little number that like I've got to. It's a nice fucking round number and I'm just kind of in a place where I thought I might as well commemorate it, even though like it's not like a 100 or, you know, a fucking 420 or a 69, but it's still pretty cool because like, I've I done 20 of these 45-minute podcasts and I literally just fucking decided to do it and now it's done. And the wild part is, even though there's only three of you out there, there's three people that watch every episode as they come out and talk to me. It's insane. And... This is the thing. I know I've said this before, and apologies to those three people that hear the same five things over and over and over every episode, but that was just a decision that I made, and I followed through, and now it's a thing, you know? Now I'm literally like, don't even have my hair done. I've started a 45-minute podcast with no topic to talk about at all, and I'm I'm literally confidently just like walking into the breeze. This is sick, right? So I think the thing that I take away from this right now is the... I spoke about this with a friend on the phone. Yeah, Jack Manoni. I realized I pieced it all together yesterday watching my hungover podcast that I posted from recording the Sunday after going out with Jack fucking Manoni. He like literally listened to the podcast in the morning about me saying how much I don't like alcohol and then took me to a bar and every drink we got was a different sort of alcohol. He fucked me up. I mean, dude, I take responsibility for everything that I do, but he saw me coming. He saw me coming. So fucking kudos to you, Jack. I appreciate how much you can twist my rubber arm. But talking to him, this is before that. We're talking about like, there seems to be this distinction between people who are are doing something and not doing something. And don't get me wrong, there's absolutely no problem at all with not doing something. That's like totally your fucking decision. But I feel like the people who are doing something almost find some sort of confusion in the fact that there are people living their life without any kind of direction or purpose or like, feeling of like uh engagement into their life or something you know like it's almost like uh not it's not that i don't only not understand in a way i kind of like lack respect for someone who isn't looking for that thing only because the urges that i get to chase success now that i've had a little bit of taste a little bit of a taste of it it's so like it's so addictive you know like i just want to keep doing this thing And now that I've got to 20, it's like I'm really interested to see like how confident that I'm feeling now, how I'm going to look at 40 and how I'm going to look at 50 and 60 and 100 podcasts. And when I look back at this 20th one, go like, oh, I can't believe I was still doing X, Y, and Z that I didn't, that I later learned wasn't the best thing for the podcast or the best thing for like me to do for whatever reason. Maybe it's even doing these bullshit little things off camera that should have been done before I started. But you know, fuck it, we're going. It's real, you know? So... Something that I definitely take away from all of this is how I define success. Because before I was in this mindset of like, unless I'm making like the easy, the easy indicators of success are like money and popularity and life feeling good all the time. But the thing is, I'm like still not making heaps of money. I'm making just enough to like kind of validate this whole thing that I'm doing. And obviously it's one of those situations where as long as you're on a, a pretty safe trajectory, you're only going to make more and more and more money. You might get yourself in more and more and more risk, but the way off the, the payoff is more and more and more. That's a whole idea. But for right now, I can maintain. As long as I keep growing, I'll be safe. Now, 
before I would have said that success comes in having like supreme safety in your financial situation, which means you're making like 150% of the means that you need to live. Right now, I'm making like 40% of the means I need to live like actually comfortably where you're not worried about things and you go out to the shops and you get a dare ice coffee if you want it. You know what I mean? Like I'm not there yet, but I, I, I feel now more successful than what I've ever felt because before where my success came from these little wins that I would have within having a job and like kind of even when I had the coffee van, I said to someone the other day, like when I had the coffee van in business terms, I felt like I was just flicking marbles around in the sand. Like it was just a job that I had that if I fucked up, I was the only one who paid the price. There was no boss above me that was going to tell me off. There was no system in place to make sure that money kept coming in. I wasn't wealthy. I was just making money. And even like the when I had a job for other people feeling that pretty much the same way, it's like even if you had a really productive day or you met a particular target that was set for you by someone else or it was set for you by yourself to try and get a certain amount done, there's like a cap to how successful you can ever feel because you're still like, kind of I feel like I had this boundary within like someone's opinion that was going to determine whether or not I was successful and the problem with someone's opinion is they have emotion attached to it and that changes every fucking 10 minutes so it's kind of like a a win-lose situation where you like meet your goal you meet a target you're really happy with yourself and it might even just be like I want to get this done before smoker I want I want to get this done before the end of the day and then you have your response from that which People can argue and go like, oh, yeah, well, that should be enough. Yeah, dude, fucking grow up, okay? I'm talking about adult shit now. There needs to be some sort of like, now I've achieved this, now I can achieve that. And I feel like within that workplace environment, there is so much like, I think like bureaucratics is the word. Like there's so many like kind of elements, levels and 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 different like fibers that you have to work amongst to like do really well. And that, that kind of growing the corporate ladder Uh, Growing, you know, sorry, what's this? You know, like where you grow up, go up the corporate ladder, you know, from position to position to position. It's really good. And it's like, for for the person who's into that, that, that's cool. But I feel like it's so one dimensional and that it, it definitely puts you into this category of like, like, like I said, it said at the start, like the shit settles and you realize the only thing that you're holding onto is how much money you're making you know, or how kind of effective you feel within that position. And the success that I feel now, and I don't deem myself as a successful person. I, I kind of see myself as someone who was on the journey of success. And within that, I'm allowed to feel all levels of success from the bottom to the top. And the thing that I'm saying right now is like at the bottom, even though I'm on like step one or step two of this massive journey, the success that I'm feeling comes from the fact that I did 20 podcasts. It comes from the fact I can sit here and talk to a camera confidently and know that people that not only I know are listening, but people that I would never guess are listening, people that I've never met are listening and just fucking do it, you know? Like the thing that I found out in this whole journey, the difference between me and the person I admire is the decision to become that person. So what do you want to do and why aren't you doing it, you know? Just go do it. I was saying to Larissa yesterday, probably one of the most interesting points, one of the most interesting skills that I'd have, I'd, I've had to like, I think to begin with, I had to actually learn what this skill was. And I've had to learn quickly on top of that initial foundation of like knowledge, how to get good at this skill. And it's not letting the stress of like, and some people just fucking do this naturally. This is a weird part, but obviously with everything, some like I'm just naturally a good skater, you know, like some people don't know how to skate. But 
and this is probably a, a nurture thing as well, depending on how you were brought up and what sort of like socioeconomic lifestyle you were raised within and what you were kind of taught to um, find as normal. But I have to like always remind myself, not, not always remind myself, I guess that's a skill, is to be able to, as I said, I make 40% of what I need to live and that's just a rough number, you know, like I'm probably selling it up a bit. So say 50% of what I need to live, it's when bills come in that you don't know how to, where the money's going to come to pay for that. Like I've never had that feeling before as long as like my, my parents, obviously you don't really know what's going on with your parents, but my parents always made it seem like we had, you know, 100%, 110% of the money we needed. We never, I never went without. Um, I think there was times where they definitely, I know there was times where they went without, went without so that I didn't. And then kind of as I grew up, there was uh, more money in the household just given what my parents are doing for work. You know, both, uh, two very smart people. Then when it comes to uh, like my life as an adult, I did get myself in debt with like personal um, personal loans and credit cards and shit, but I never didn't have money to pay bills. I always felt like I made, like this is the thing, like between 18 and 21, I think I made like 250% of the money that I needed to make. Because the thing is like, you have no like, I mean, back then the crazy part was you didn't have $100 a month in subscriptions to shit that you didn't use to begin with. There was heaps of expenses that just didn't exist that companies have like really nicely inserted into our lives these past like 10 years. It's crazy. But I was never without money for those bills. And when a big bill came in, it didn't scare me. It's just like, oh, fuck, okay, well, that's this pay and next pay and I'll still have, you know, 500 bucks left over or whatever it might be. And that's why I got these personal loans is because... You know, of course I had the money to pay $150 a week. I was making $900 a week and I had like $100 a week in rent. It didn't make any sense not to get the car that I wanted. So the thing that I've got now is like a phone bill comes in. It's like, you got eight days to pay this. And it's like, fuck man, I have to get a big, uh, like I have to get a pretty big gig package. I have to get like 140 gig a month because I do all of my um, hotspotting through my phone. And obviously like I'm uploading 45 minute videos every few days and I quite regularly go over, but point being is not knowing where that money is going to come from from that phone bill not letting that stress you the slightest at all nothing nothing before like when this all started and I first like kind of ran out of money and got to zero and then I was just like floating kind of hand to mouth up and above zero like I never really kind of got back up and got ahead again it's like the thing that I found the most was I was getting these things come in and because I didn't know how to pay it on that day I was stressing out and that stress was causing me to not be able to handle other things that I needed to focus on. And the thing with having a business is there is no clear kind of direction that you have to go like, right, this is what I'm going to do today. This is what's going to propel me forward. You're trying to do 20 things at once every day and you're still trying to figure out like which one or five of those 20 things are the things that you actually need to be doing. You know, there are all these kind of fun little number games, with, not number games, like number rules when it comes to owning a business saying like there's an 80, 20% rule, 20% of the money you spend on marketing brings in 80% of the, the eyes that see your brand. And it's the same with like your, your work effort, like 20% of the work you do brings in 80% of the, of the shit that actually, you know, ends up being the thing that propels your business forward. And it's trying to figure out what 20% that is and putting all your energy into that. So it's kind of hard to like the thing that I have had to do is understand that a bill is not an emotional thing. A bill is a logical thing. A bill is just like a, it's an indicator that something needs to happen. And the fact that it's like connected to like your economic status, like what's going on with your money, 
that shouldn't change how you feel at all. Because the thing that I've found the most is when I feel poor in my mind, when I feel like I don't have enough money to do something, it comes out in this. It comes out in my Instagram. It comes out in my Facebook. I feel needy. I feel like I'm trying to extract something out of the people around me. But when I can put all of that aside and just focus on the brand itself, that's when you make cool shit. That's when I listen to the people who I need to be listening to. And that's when I understand that I'm just an emotional being going through a whole thing in my, in like in my world, in my reality, it's real. But out there, there's people talking about black ink, giving me the answers on what to do next. It allows me just to circle into that instead of circling into my own fucking financial bullshit. You know what I mean? It's a, it's an odd thing. And now like having that realization, I feel successful because not only have I learned that, but I've actualized it. I've realized that about myself and I've learned a bit about myself. I've learned a bit about how I can mitigate some things that I'm going through within my own mind and I can apply it. That's the crazy part. And now that feeling, that little slice of success has literally, it's the opposite of making enough money to live. It's being able to accept that I cannot make enough money to live and put that confidence in myself that I'm someone who can generate wealth when I need to. And even if that is under pressure, I can do it. So rely on the fact that you know that about yourself. And instead of stressing about like, right, how do I get that muscle into gear? Know that you've got that muscle. And when it comes time to tense it, you tense it, you make the money, you pay the fucking phone bill. So good, baby. So good. And most of the time when you don't worry about it, you know what happens? A day later, someone makes a massive order on your website. Boom, you pay for the phone bill. That's how it works, you know? But look... That's just the kind of, I guess, journey that I've had so far is this. uh, And like, the thing is, the goal is never what seems to be the goal. You know, like even in speed skating, I remember being told like, don't try and be the best speed skater. Be the best possible version of you that you can be and let speed skating be the vehicle through which you learn how to do that. And I think the thing with business is it's very much the same. Like I definitely have an aspiration to have this crazy cool brand that people want to wear and like they and you know obviously like it's in stores and it's it's you know selling out all my new releases and you know doing everything great that you can imagine with a clothing brand but man i just want to fucking enjoy life like that's the goal i just want to have fun and the cool thing is like building this brand around that is like that's the tool that's the vehicle that's the thing that is a byproduct of what i'm trying to do and when i go and have these like interactions with say customers with local local Sorry, I'm puffed because I'm excited, right? So let me have a drink of coffee. When I uh, go and have these interactions with customers, maybe I'm meeting them for the first time for local drop-offs. It's like, I'm not in that situation someone who's dropping off an order from my business to a customer. I am like meeting another human, you know? And I know that sounds like really kind of, oh, okay, cool, cool, bro, you know? But it's taking that opportunity to like, this is a thing. Very rarely in your life do you actually get to have that sort of re- that sort of like interaction with people. And the thing is, like, if Blackheap keeps doing the thing that I want it to do, I'm gonna have that opportunity less and less because I'm gonna have to spend more and more time doing things to control the the demand and you know, like putting together a team, putting together a production place where I can actually like produce all of my own clothes in house. And you know, the the Obviously, it comes down to like how I structure my business and giving myself the time to do this. But if local drop drop off remains something that I can keep within my business, the likelihood that I'm going to be able to do it as much as I am right now is definitely going to go down. So I see this opportunity to like go to someone's house or meet them wherever it is 
and meet them for the first time and look them in the eye and shake their hand and have that like, who are you? What's going on? What makes you interested in black ink? You know what I mean? Like, is this like, how, how do they respond to the product that they're about, that they're receiving? You know, so it's kind of cool to, instead of trying to be black ink in that moment, it's to remind myself to be Jake, you know? And that reminds me of something. So I'm just going to probably jump off that top topic now because I've probably like said it to death. But you know, it's interesting. I was talking to someone who went to, I think it's some sort of like, someone listening to this will know what I'm talking about. It's like a gathering in Perth where people go and sell all their clothes and that. But it's like people who wear like, you know, like cool clothes and shit. Like you might find someone they're selling secondhand black ink sort of thing. It was, and it's like all undercover. It goes for three hours or something. Anyway, they said that there was some Instagram influencer there that had heaps of followers and like they looked up their Instagram. They didn't know who they were, but they could see like, oh yeah, sure. They had heaps of followers. So anyway, she ended up like pointing out this person's um, table and ended up like going up over there and like pretty much standing in front of this influencer and this, and they were just like on their phone. Apparently there was another guy there and like, as she looked at the guy, my friend looked at the guy, he like looked down at his phone again. And it was like really obvious that they were trying to not look at her. Like, they didn't have that. Uh, this is the thing. I think a lot of people perceive that as being rude. I think our generation is just fucked, hey? Like, honestly, you're, you're taking in that situation the opportunity to look at your phone, which you can do any fucking time in the world, instead of someone who may be trying to purchase something off you because, wait, get this, you're in a situation where that is going to happen, you know? You're in a situation where like you literally have things on a table to sell and there is someone in front of you who could potentially buy them and instead of doing what you're there to do, you're going to keep being on your phone. Man, does that not speak of a fucking bigger problem? Does that not like being so good at like digitally communicating and being social that you gain a following and then not being able to translate that into real life, not being able to have a conversation with someone? Like, this is the thing. If I'm rude to you, if I don't introduce myself, if I don't shake your hand, motherfucker, put me on the spot because that's what all this is about. It's about social communication, having these interactions. And like, that's the biggest thing. Like right now, we're still having an interaction. I just don't hear back from you, you know? It's it's still like being able to do this and being able to in, like introduce myself to someone who might be 70 years old, being able to introduce my son to, to someone who's... Fucking, I don't know, a 14-year-old dude down at the skate park or a 21-year-old chick at the fucking cafe or whatever it is. Being able to, like, it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter how you emotionally react to how they look for the first time, whatever it is. It's being able to just fucking speak to them. You know why? Because we're all humans. We're all coming from the same spot. You know, like, and this is a thing. Like, I know even within myself, I have, like, what would you call it? I have blinders onto some things where I thought that perhaps I didn't put people into these categories of who I can and can't talk to straight from the get. But the reality is like, as long as I've got two feet in a heartbeat and they, like, as long as I can hear you and as long as I can obviously speak, regardless of whether they're standing, sitting, male, female, fill in all the gaps, you can speak to them. And the crazy part is, as I said in my previous podcast yesterday, if you meet them with positivity and kindness, most likely you're going to get positivity and kindness back. How crazy is that? How fucking crazy is that? And these people who make a following for themselves online and then shit the bed in like real person, dude, it's kind of gross, isn't it? That kind of makes everything seem like it's got less to do with 
how things are perceived. It's kind of like how things can be perceived. So instead of like, like the wildest part I realized is the difference between a good video and a bad video that I post is the music behind it. It's actually got nothing to do with like what you're saying. It's got to do with how the audios make you feeling. And I mean, obviously I'm using this for my own benefit, but it seems kind of crazy that, I mean, I think I realized this back in high school when like the first pictures of girls from like these particular angles were being posted online where, you know, they take it from this angle or that angle or, you know, looking down was always a big one. That's how old I am. The fucking looking down angle was cool. And the wild part was, was you would see these pictures and then you saw the girls in real life and there was a discrepancy between the two, you know, like they were not the same girl. The girl in the photo was for whatever reason had like, it was just a better angle of it, whether her, her, I, I don't want to fucking say anything because it's the, the world we live in now. This would be the shit to get cancelled if I said, oh yeah, uh, her tits look better in one photo and in real life. We all know she didn't have tits. It's like, yeah, dude, because that's how it fucking works. That's a reality. Like people want to get the best possible sides of themselves to put online because they know that what's online lives forever. And they also know that if they put something shit online, that it lasts just as long. So even though that's not them in real life, at least they can have this online presence that has them looking a particular way and they can control it. And in the terms of being a female, I'm guessing if you didn't have boobs and then you posted a photo where it made it look like you did have boobs, that'd probably make you feel a bit better and therefore you're more likely to post it. But then, you know, dickhead comes to school and he's like, isn't that the chick with the boobs? And she doesn't have the boobs. You know what I mean? Anyway, that just says it's not about, it's not about like, who you are, it's about how you can perceive yourself on the internet. And I think like at the end of the day, that's probably the thing that's gonna be like my strong point is like even even like and I'm only guessing here, but like talking yesterday about like having my withdrawals from nicotine from smoking cigarettes the night before gives transparency to myself. It's not like I'm trying to build this character of who this cool guy is that you know, it'd be easy to only show you videos of me doing burnouts on my Harley and wearing all black and like having like the best possible angles of all my tattoos and shit. Dude, if you haven't figured out by now that I did my sleeve on this arm the wrong way and work from my hand up and I should be embarrassed about it, you should have realized that because I don't hide it at all. That's a whole idea. Like to, to make something that's genuine, it means that I, I can do exactly what I was saying before and have this lifestyle of things going on around me that are really fun and like, I'm, I'm not trying to hide any particular angle of it. I'm just shooting it all. And those who enjoy it, enjoy it. And they fucking, uh, what do you call it? Collaborate and end up wearing black ink, you know? So whew, I'm puffed again. I must be getting excited about this shit. You know what I mean? By the way, I had a TikTok video blow up last night. That's cool. They got 11,000 11, views in 12 hours. So I would like to hope that one day I would uh, hear that and say 11,000 views. I get that in like 20 minutes, but we'll get there. We'll get there, baby boy. I, I did, I got this thing that I pretty much, uh, I found a bunch of files. I knew one of them had creative writing in it. And I've spoken in the past about reading some creative writing out and kind of commenting on it. I guess it was a great idea, but the crazy part is when I read it, it's super, um, initially it's like just super embarrassing you know like i don't know how to feel about reading this is a thing like i do this like i do this creative writing and i will read it now because like i've created enough intrigue that it should be like a thing that i can get away with i feel like i'm just i'm kind of insecure and i'm trying to explain myself before i start so let me explain myself i think this is super gay 
I think creative writing and someone who calls himself a creative writer and all the rest is like, dude, come on, let go of your cock. You know what I mean? Honestly. But also, I feel like that part of my mind might be just really immature. And so I've always given it, like I've always given that want and like ability to creative write, express itself and actually go through the notions of creative writing so that if it is something, I can say that I've at least tried to work out that muscle as I've grown up. And consequently, I've done heaps of creative writing. And at the same time, I still think it's like super soft cock of me. And as I read it, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, all right, dude. You know, like when you read a poem by a dude with long hair and you're like, all right, dude, let me guess. You're barefoot in the stream when you wrote this. Go fuck yourself, you know? So please understand that I think that about myself in a certain element before we even start. So if you get a sentence into this and you're like, fuck me, dude, just skip forward that 30 second button like, I don't know, 15 times and that'll get you well into the clear of fucking this being all over, okay? I'm gonna move this incense because it's just been constantly fucking doing in my side of my face. Tell you what though, it does smell pretty fucking tranquil. Ooh, baby. <clears throat> Radio. My name is Jake Kerr. This is titled Fear, and it was written on the 13th of November 2020. No longer can I believe that I'm on this earth without purpose. I can no longer reason in doubt of a higher power in light of my recent discoveries. My place in this physical world seems to hold less value the more I delve into the psychic. I find myself talking to the wind and making agreements with the infinite intelligence. When I observe myself doing this, I see a man praying to his God, assigning his worries, fears and deepest desires to an assumed yet unknown force, only solidified in faith and belief. Moments of doubt and fear brief me, however, like a follower of the church, my faith grows with each prayer answered. This faith originated as words on a page and then an idea in my mind and now I feel it all the way from my tongue to my toenails. A supreme reason for being, as if the goal of living my life has only just become apparent. My physical world now divides itself into two categories, the things that will help me on this supreme journey and everything else. I see myself no longer as another number, rather a commodity to those of whom I serve. And because of this feeling, I can accurately and with ease remove and exclude the heavy baggage I no longer deem useful. To the person who doubts my cause, my intent or process, I no longer humor your opinion. I no longer employ the sounds of negativity projected by the sacred and uninformed shape, the idea of who I am or who I am becoming. No longer does my voice shake when I ask for what I want or question what I don't understand. And no longer do I fear my potential. That's fucking heaps better than what I remember it being when I read it before, actually. <laughs> that's, um... Holy shit, that's crazy. <laughs> that's, uh, that's cool. That's cool. Um, that's interesting, because I read... I. So I read the, that's four paragraphs. I read the first and the third paragraph before and I was like, this is, you know what I mean? Okay, I guess this one's good, you know? I kind of wanted to find something older, but this file of writing is only uh, probably within six months old. Oh no, this is like, this is like eight months old. Sorry. No, this is 10 months old. This is, <laughs> is it the eighth month now? I think it is. So this is over six months old. <laughs> But 
Yeah, so I wrote that November last year. And being called fear as well, that's interesting. It's um that's really cool because I feel what what I said there is now happening. That's I mean that's 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 how it feels. You know, uh, it's super interesting how like I made that crossover where so to give you an idea, I was raised Catholic. I was um I went to like private schools that were all Catholic up until I let I, I of my own according uh, left private school in I think it was year ten. And it was just like a it's one it's just been in year ten, you know what I mean? Like I I didn't realise it at the time. This is the thing. I thought I was always a soft cock going through things and now I look at how I was as a teenager, I'm like, oh, you actually didn't give a fuck about things, but you were super anxious about the fact that you didn't give a fuck, you know? And I don't think I was acting like I didn't give a fuck. I think I didn't, but I think there was like a supreme thing to me saying like, also though, you don't know what's going on. So you like this faking it till you make it, like you really need to be careful about that because it can come to bite you in the ass. And I think that feeling and that thought saved me a lot. But fuck, where was I going with that? I have no idea. That's right. I was raised um, Catholic in that. So when I left, um, I would say that my like re- probably like rebellious years were definitely like from about probably like probably just like late teenage years, early twenties, and I really felt like this whole religion thing. Like I, I feel like I had been kind of disenfranchised. You know, I just kind of feel like the wool have been pulled over your eyes and the, and the thing is like because there is so much misinformation about things that we do know about the misinformation that surrounds the things that we don't know about scientifically such as religion are super like there's there's things that will like if you've been raised religious your whole life to a point and then someone gives you this piece of information it's like crushing because it's like not only have you taken away like the reality that this thing that I have like given myself to may not exist but you've also made me feel stupid about it and through that feeling of being stupid you kind of like start treating all religion with like look at these fucking idiots fighting over nothing but then i had i had like religion and what religion actually is not what it means to me what religion actually is explained to me a completely different way through through a book that was not trying to explain to me what religion was I just noticed that everything that it put in play, and this is this is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And the thing that it talks about is everything that you put into play essentially mirrors what religion does and in essence turns you into someone who prays for the things that you want by being able to cross-pollinate your imagination with reality and being able to see these things before they happen so much so that you start taking steps whether it be subconsciously or consciously towards these things and you make them happen. And I realized that heaps of these prayers, like our father, uh, heaps of prayers, heaps of um, things that I went back and read in prayer books and stuff, like they pretty much perfectly mirror exactly what you're trying to achieve as far as success is concerned. The thing with religion is there's just heaps of stuff built up around all this fluff around like these really simple ways of like thinking, having faith, living, communicating, and just like being that you follow. It's the fluff around it that seems to get it like the fucking reputation that it does. And I think in when I was writing this, this is exactly when like, you know, I, I, I said like, you know, when I observe myself doing this, I see a man praying to his God. It's like from a third party point of view, I know what's going on but I wasn't admitting that I was having that happen at that point. 
And the and like the part about it now is, and I've said this in my other podcast before, like first thing I do when I wake up is I pray. I understand what I'm doing with my day. I understand what I'm doing with my life. You know, I'm talking about what I'm going to do today and I'm talking about what I'm going to have done by the time I'm a particular age. And I talk about my life in general and then I elaborate on what I'm doing every day to make it happen. I'm making sure that I'm grateful. I'm making sure that I am asking for something. I'm making sure that I am thanking for something. I'm making sure that I'm giving something every day. This is one of these like kind of like the the fundamentals of like being a good person doesn't necessarily mean that like you talk to God, but at least you have this communication, this relationship with a greater force, something that you can give your worries to and something that you can ask for things from and having faith that even if you are talking to the sky and nothing's happening, then at least you're making an effort. And in that you can take something back for yourself, you know? And I think that's where I was at right here. You know, no longer can I believe that I'm on this earth without purpose. It's like straight away, it's kind of, even even if it is like making me the higher power, you know, it's like seeing that version of myself that is ultimately the best possible version of Jake and aspiring to that. Is that the purpose, you know? And I think even like just recently, I've been thinking a lot about like what God actually is because I feel like God is something that can be in people's lives but unfortunately, there's like this figure type around what God is. I mean, even, and I don't want to talk like, like this is a thing, being raised Catholic, I also have a fear inside of me that I'm sinning just by about even discussing the idea of what God may be to me instead of just reflecting exactly how God is spoken about in the Bible. That's part of it, the guilt, you know? And like, obviously that's the part of like the whole religion thing that I don't appreciate because I don't feel that guilt helps me at all. All it does is it, is it kind of, makes me feel bad about something that logically I understand I shouldn't be feeling bad about. I'm discussing it. I should be able to freely do this, right? And I feel when I have that discussion with myself, the thing that I find is this like this um, existence of God in people's life, like even the fact that in the Bible it's spoken about that God made man in the image of himself. So therefore, we see God as this like potential person of like, power in the sky i guess and instead of seeing it literally as the bible says that god made man in the image of himself so instead of seeing god as me because god made me in the image of him right even though i'm not the original man i'm not adam i'm not eve rah, rah, rah. but just in that i see a supreme version a powerful per, per version of me that does understand everything that has seen everything happen before that understands every experience and knows what you're worried about and knows what you're going to ask for and having a communication like having a relationship with that version of me that is god you know i feel like people get caught up on this idea that it's this man with a white beard who has a deep voice and you know what I mean? Like the five finger dude off the Simpsons that lives in the sky that's God. You know, I feel like maybe God looks like Jesus's dad or something instead of this idea that it, it is this just fucking crazy force. I'm probably driving away all the listeners by talking about religion. So that's fucking awesome, you know. But, you know, fuck it, we're here. Mm. How cool is this line where I say... Uh, my physical world now divides itself into two categories. The things that will help me on the supreme journey and everything else. Dude, that is some fucking secret source to life. It really is. The crazy part about that, when I look at people who are on their supreme journey, right? And by supreme journey, it's very simple. They're doing what they have set out to do for themselves. 
they're taking steps that they have like planned out and are working towards a thing that they decided they're going to do. Supreme journey, you know? When I see people doing that and I try and talk to them or communicate with them about something that's really important to me or whatever and they don't take it very seriously, as long as there's no arrogance involved, that always makes me wanting more of that person. That always makes me want to like, well, what's going on over there? I kind of want to know what, what I want to be involved with whatever, whatever that is. And even if I don't want to be involved with that, I want that sort of like energy, that sort of power that they've got going on to attain that goal. It's a wild part. And also just let me pre-know that if you found yourself haven't been in that position, there was a point up in, uh, in, there was a point in my life that up until this particular moment, I had also not found myself in this position and the thing that was the difference between me letting this happen and not letting it happen was my ego thinking like, oh, this person doesn't like me or this person doesn't want to hear what I've got to say. Yeah, dude, because you're not fucking cool. You know, you're not important. You're not interesting. That's what's going on. That is like a natural selection lesson happening right now that you can either listen to or you can think that the, that you're greater than and go through your whole life thinking, oh, people don't listen to me even though I've got good ideas. Rah, rah. Hey, man, you're just fucking talking about shit. You know what I mean? And I think we all know someone like this. It's just being able to switch off that idea that you're on a supreme journey even though you haven't thought about what you're doing and you don't really have any real goals other than the shit that everyone else is doing, you know? And sorry if it's offensive, it probably means I'm right, you know? But hey, all good, all good. But it's kind of cool. Like when I see that supreme journey shit, that's when like, I mean, that's the, I think when I've been around that so many times, that's what like almost got me aggravated with myself that I wasn't doing something greater. And that's where that thing were like, let's go live in a caravan. Let's go fucking do something different. Let's get out of this rental, you know? And then the borders close down. It's like, right, let's just go live somewhere. We have a caravan. Let's just go do it. And then I get there and then that turns into like spending all this like time just being on the internet and being on YouTube and learning how things work and teaching myself how to do things and reading books and like that's where like I read that book it literally all started because I was living in Mandra I was like researching e-commerce so much just because it came across my YouTube algorithm then all of a sudden next thing I knew I was building a website running Facebook advertising doing all this shit which then turned into Black Ink and now like my path was so wide and there were so many different like decisions I could have taken and like the walls keep getting narrower and narrower and narrower and now it's like I'm so like as I've said before, I don't know what Black Ink's going to be in fucking six months, let alone six years. So even though the path is vague ahead of me, I still feel like I'm on a fucking path, you know? And I can, the cool part is I can see where that path turns into, into like grass or where it turns into rocks or where it turns into water. And it seems easier now more than ever to stay on that path. And like, as I spoke about at the beginning of the podcast, using these little lessons of what success is, and what success within failure is, use those as those indicators and those beacons to keep you on that path the whole time. And like even having like some of the failures that I've had are just like, it's bizarre. You know what I mean? It's, it's fucking bizarre. I've had to like re, uh, I've had to relearn what it is to fail because if I was going to let failures stop me, fuck, I would have stopped even before here fishy turned into black ink. I would have just kind of accepted that was my fate and said like, right, I'm not, I'm not, made to sell things online i don't really have it in me to market i don't know how to talk to the camera i don't know how to you know appear casual when i don't know how to put up posts i don't know how to create content all the rest and then i just fucking figured it out you know instead of making that decision i just figured it out and that whole idea that failure is like an indicator that you should stop failure is just knowing what doesn't work 
you know. Failure is just understanding that you didn't find the thing that did work that time. And the thing about finding something that did work is like finding one of fucking Willy Wonka's golden tickets. It's like, it's out there, but it's just super fucking rare. And the reason that it's rare is that it stops everyone from doing it. Because if everyone could do it, then no one would really want it, you know? And in that, I mean, uh, I guess in that you learn something about yourself as well, but let's not go down that fucking deep path, you know? That's just the fun of having a fucking... That's like the fun of having a life. It's almost like being in GTA and like running around. It's like the sort of person who comes around to your place or you go around to their place and you're playing GTA and they're like the sort of person who stops at a red light. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, I just want to live it like real life. You know what I mean? Bro, we've got a fucking... The thing that like never lets you have stars and you've got the weapons cheap and you've got fucking invincibility. Dude, we can make the cars fly in this if you really want. And you want to stop at red lights? Can you please go and bash a prostitute? What are you doing? Go into the police thing and start shooting cops. You know what I mean? Like, that's the whole point of having this game, you know? And you're going to follow the rules? That's how I feel about people who, like, literally are stoked that they've been at their job for 10 years. Like, what are you excited about? That you've got an ass print in your chair? Like, it's cool that people do that and obviously there has to be heaps of people to do that but also what's the thing that you're chasing what's your supreme journey it doesn't have to be throwing everything like I am like obviously I figured this out before I had kids I figured this out before I had real responsibility somehow I don't have a massive amount of debt at the age of 28 so I'm like this kind of like I'm in my late 20s so I'm like a young adult but I'm also still like old enough to like have a fair amount of like understanding of what's going on like as an as a male 28 you kind of like stop growing I've, I've just started to fucking chill out a bit as well and not only that but I don't have anything holding me back as far as like a family that requires my money or um you know a, a massive amount of debt because I bought a house when I was 18 because it was the right thing to do or whatever like it's kind of crazy that I have this opportunity to do this so I can give my whole life to what I want to like try and make a go of but man, even if it's one night a week, you just want to get really fucking good at squash. Dude, I'm telling you, go start playing squash today. Figure out when it is. Go do the damn thing, you know? Like, just get good at something and let yourself, like, fucking expand through that thing, you know? Dude, I've got so preachy on this podcast. I need to fucking relax. Anybody think I got, like, certificates on the wall that say, this person, da-da-da-da, Jake Kerr, you know? When it says you've got a a bachelor's, I don't know how university works at all. I don't know. I don't know like the what do you call it? The um, hierarchy of what all the you know things mean. Do you know when you go into a doctor's office and it says you know they have four on there, and like I'll read them. And I'm like, man, the calligraphy's cool. You know, hey, hey, what's going on? You know, what's going on? All good. We definitely need doctors and a lot in university. The definite like there's a lot of. Uh, excellent humans produced in these like tertiary education establishments but also there's a lot of money being fucking thrown around in weird ways in universities right right you know what I mean you understand what I'm saying yeah you get me you and I right now you understand I don't get why the majority of people that I went to school with that went to university went to university you know because I've seen a few of them working at cafes since and not saying that I'm not above working at a cafe, I'm just saying that I'm not. Well, I'm working at a mobile cafe this Sunday and next Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 
But that's different, you know what I mean? Like, I used to have a mobile cafe. It's kind of like a, I ran out of money and need a job thing, you know? So I guess I'm no better than them. I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, dude. This podcast has been fun as fuck. Thank you for kind of sticking with me. Thank you for listening to me reading my shit out that I wrote down over six months ago. Uh, and also like sticking with me through that fucking tranquility incense thing that was bizarre. But this is episode number 20. I'm feeling like I'm on a roll now. If you've watched all of them, please let me know. Tell me how you feel about the whole thing. I'm thinking about having a guest on really soon and I'm pretty sure I've got someone in mind. I want to ask them before I say anything. Otherwise, it could be a bit bloody awkward if I say who it is because I feel like a lot of you know them um, and then they don't want to do it for whatever reason. But look, there's some cool things coming up over in the background just to... This is something I haven't done for a little while, actually. So with Black Ink, at the moment, um, I was talking to Riz about this yesterday and kind of what I've got to what I've got to now, I'm at a point where I wanted to build Black Ink wide. So what I was doing is like get the Instagram good, get the Facebook good, get the podcast good, get the TikTok good. Obviously get the operational side of like the website and all the bullshit really good. Um, get a process back end so that obviously as the orders come in, I have I have a way of like efficiently managing those process um, those orders from order to delivery to the customer. Make sure everything in between is all sorted so that when I do scale, it's all ready to go. I'm at a point now where that width I've I've kind of put walls up. I don't want to take on any more projects. I've got a few little collab pro- projects that I'm working on in the background. But now it's just a case of driving everything forward as much as I can. So that's creating as much content that I can. That's working on the products that I've already got available, making sure that they get pushed out. Um, I'm currently working on a summer collection for this year, which is going to be super fun. Um, So if you have any thoughts about what you might like to see this summer, definitely let me know. I've got some cool ideas in the works. I'm just trying to figure out what's kind of, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out like what's going to land well and also what I'm super keen to wear myself for this summer because I've followed that rule so far and it seems to always work because get this as the owner of Black Ink, I'm the official ambassador of Black Ink. I'm always wearing Black Ink. You understand? If you ever see me not wearing Black Ink, it's because it's underneath my hoodie. You know what I mean? It's because I'm wearing Black Ink socks and my pants are open. I'm always wearing Black Ink. So I've got to make sure this shit is something that I want to wear. Dude, I went to fucking town the other day. I was wearing a Black Ink crop top. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Anyway, so I'm working on some fun stuff as far as like the production side of things are going. This whole back end of, uh, of Black Ink, now that I've got like a cool space to work within, I'm super excited. I'm kind of at the point now where the, the house move is kind of like the water's settling a bit, you know, we're a couple pieces of furniture away from being completely set up. This area that I'm working in now is perfect. I've got a nice long desk area. I've got all my whiteboard set up. The next thing on my agenda is getting all this looking real pretty behind me because obviously we've got this going on and then nothing going on over here and it drives me fucking insane the whole time I'm watching this, but it is what it is. So I'm starting to get some shit together. And also, as I spoke about a little bit earlier, I'm looking at getting all of my uh, clothing production done was much of it as possible done in house. So I'm in a bit of a scary part where I'm, I'm looking at starting to spend decent amounts of money on my business so that I can do that. Um, how that's gonna go, I don't know. I'm probably gonna make videos of all the process and stuff backend as well because obviously everything is a content opportunity. So. I take every chance I can to uh, possibly market my brand in the best light possible. So anyway, I've been on here long enough. I've been rabbiting on about absolutely fucking nothing for long enough. I'm going to go enjoy my Tuesday. I hope you enjoy your Wednesday. Motherfucker, I am. Be good to your mum. Out. Yo.